from British accent to African accent. That's good. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. It's quite joy for me to be here to speak on behalf of the Rural Collective. Um, I'm really, really encouraged, even though there's a timer here down, there's a saying that uh, if you ask an African to speak, you need to give at least a privilege that uh, he or she can go a little bit with maybe 90%. So I'll be speaking one hour and 39 seconds. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's quite really a privilege for me uh, to speak about the places that are small and forgotten in most cases, uh, places that are isolated in many cases. My name is Robert, and I come from Malawi, the warm heart of Africa. And uh, it's, it's quite challenging that I can speak all that I have in just a few minutes. But I have heart for the rural places globally. I have heart for men and women that are living in these isolated places. Africa is such a continent that I believe is strategically placed by God in a time like this one. Africa has a great potential in as far as church is concerned. As I'm speaking to you right now, you may wish to know that uh, a huge part of Rural communities, they contribute to the world population. Africa, for example, has 1.2 billion people. And out of 1.2 billion people, 60% of those people are living in the rural areas. And did you know that this world that you and I will live in, it is said that in a few years to come, about 25% of the entire world population will be people living in Africa. As politicians are busy talking about their things about Africa and resources, I wish the church would be busy investing in African church. 25% of the entire population of the world will be in Africa. We have got a lot that we have to do for Africa. Friends, I want to talk more about rural. The places that are forgotten. The places that sometimes we take it for granted. And yet, God loves these places. Jesus, he died for everybody. Those that are in cities, but also those that are in these small places. You may have heard that churches are being planted in Africa. You may have heard that revival is taking place in Africa. But not most of us, we ask what kind of churches are being planted. I'll tell you because I was born there and I grew up there. I did my education there, particularly in the rural areas. Yes, churches are being planted, but they're not healthy churches. They're not Christ-centered churches, not by design, but by default. I'll just give you one example. Not too long, 
In my own country, there was a story of a pastor who claims that he's an apostle appointed by God in, in, in the rural part of the southern part of Malawi. Because he never got any theological training, he never got discipled by anybody in his life, and he just claimed that he's a man of God. And he took 18 women, and he gave babies to all these women in the name that God has instructed me as a way to make you to be redeemed from demonic attack from your ancestors. You may have read that in Africa, some men who cause themselves to be pastors, they may have got two wives and it's okay for them because they never got disciples, never got to any theological school at all. And yet... These people living in these small places, Jesus, he died for them on the cross. I'm tempted to believe like what some people have said, that in Africa, Christianity is as long as Nile River, but its depth is one inch. What it means by that is that a there are a lot of churches, even in the rural places, they are churches. But Christ is never being elevated. Christ is never being at the center of these churches. We have got great opportunity in this 21st century. But we can participate in what God, I strongly believe, when he looks upon the continent of Africa, particularly in the rural areas. Yesterday, I was leading morning devotion in Matthew chapter number 9. Jesus said he was, he had a compassion because he saw a great multitude of people who were harassed and helpless. People are being told that you can use borrowed water as anointed water, and they're buying it. They're believing it. They are being told to take this sticker and then you put it on your bedroom and you'll be protected. They are doing all these things. These are men and women created in the image of God. I feel it's a time that we need to do something for these rural people. It's not too long. Four years ago, our church, we decided to do something about it. So we started a program of training pastors, particularly for those who go into rural areas. Over the past four years, we have trained men that have gone into the field and are planting churches. One guy that graduated from the first cohort, he has already planted three churches within four years. I remember one time going to his place to visit him. I met him. And before I met him, I met the chief. We call chief. By that, we mean somebody who is, has authority in that particular area. Because I understand you don't have chiefs here in the U.S. Good for you. <laughs> now, I met this chief, the guy who has authority in the community, and he welcomed me with a big smile. And he says, are you Pastor Robert? I said, yes, I am. He said, Thank you. And I said, what, what are you saying? Why are you saying thank you? 
said, what have you done to this young man who is pastoring this particular church here? He was talking about one of the graduates who have gone through our residency program. I said, what do you mean? He said, this man is different. His marriage is different. His preaching has changed. And his church is growing for better. And he said, thank you for what you have done. As I was driving back five hours to get back to my home, I was thinking, how many churches that are in rurals, not only in Malawi, what if maybe somebody in Uganda is also longing to go through the same system to be trained and then to go out and to preach Christ to his own people? What about if somebody from Mozambique, from Rwanda, from Kenya, that are in the rural, in the peripheral places, they are longing that if only they could get the training and then they could go back and teach their people. Prince, I know all of us, we are here, God has called us in different places. But as you pray for other things in your churches, I would ask you consider to pray for Africa. I know some of us who are blessed. You may not be able to appreciate how much, how much you are blessed sometimes. You can go to Chick-fil-A at any time that you want. I said that because I'm one of those, I'm a great fan of Chick-fil-A. If there is one thing that I come here, I go, you know, I like fish milkshake. You know, God has blessed us for a reason, to be a blessing to other people. He said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. You will be the means to bless the entire world. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. I'm not only talking about churches or networks, but even individuals. And I know there are many of you who are already involved in the rural parts of Africa. And may God bless you for what you're doing. And there are some of us who are still figuring out, what can I do for these people? Well, the doors are open in Africa. Don't be afraid. Some people, they say, if you go in the rural areas, there are lions and all these other animals. It's a lie. If you come to Africa to see lion, you should be prepared to cough in money because you, you're going to pay for you to see lion. <laughs> it's a fact. But there are people created in the image of God that if you decide to come and to be part with them, you are going to minister to them. I'm here to plead on behalf of all Africans, particularly in the rural areas. It doesn't cost much, really. It doesn't cost much. The money that sometimes you could spend on one pair of jeans, for example, it would make a huge difference for a rural church planter in Africa. The money that sometimes you could use on, 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 on building a new facility for your church. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have good and new buildings in your churches. If you could just take a little fraction and invest it in Africa, you have no idea how much that little money 
can make in as far as God's kingdom is concerned. As I'm about to leave, I want to leave by the words of William Carey, who was a missionary from Britain to India. At that time, India was all jungle. Some of you have read the book about William Carey, the story of William Carey. He was a Baptist. He was a young man, and, uh, but he had a heart to make a difference in the places where Christ has never been taught. As he was talking with the elders in the church, and the elders, they said, you have no idea. You want to go to India? India is a dangerous place to go. We are too young. In fact, in that book, it says one of the elders, he said, shut up, young man. You have no idea what you're talking about. But in his response, he said this, and I quote. It is the duty of those who are entrusted with the gospel to endeavor to make it known among all nations. And he goes on to say, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations with him. We are blessed to be a blessing to other people. Amen. We are blessed to be the vehicle of blessing other people, particularly that they too should know who Jesus is. Because when Christ comes and in his kingdom, I strongly believe there will be all kinds of people from cities, from churches in hard places, from rurals as well. I strongly believe by the grace of God, God wants them to be there. May God bless you all as you think, as you contemplate. And even some of you like, I feel like I can do something for African rural church planters. Well, I'm around, and the leaders of Rural Collective are also around. You, could, you can talk to us. I know some of you have signed up during lunch. You'll be together. If you have good questions about rural ministry, particularly for Africa, I'm here. God bless you all.